There it is. It is episode two of the Jenner 75 Talks Golf, Market Out, Sports with Smart People. And for this uh, second show of my second season, which, you know, I'll tell you in the show, is not going to be uh, uh, the most consistent schedule. It's going to be ba- based around when I want to talk to people. I have my man, Big T. Big T44 over on Twitter came on and talked to me, and we talk about everything from, of course, DFS to golf to football to gambling to how good of a stick we are to everything. So I want to thank him for being a guest. I hope you enjoy this show. I will probably try to get one more out for the Masters. Uh, I got I got I got a lot of good choices on who I want to invite, but I encourage you to check this out. I hope you enjoy this show, you mother father. We're back. It is episode two of season two of. The Degenerate 75 talks sports, although there will be a lot of golf, with smart people. So excited about my guest. And for any of you that want to give me shit because I don't have one of these out every week, first of all, you got to remember I'm just one dude. Second of all, I'm not going to invite just any slapdick on here. I have to wait to get the guest that I want, and I want to time it up around the events that I want. So you're going to be patient. You're going to enjoy them when you get them, you mother fathers. So this guy is a dude that I have uh, long uh, uh, appreciated and respected from a distance, and we have a ton of mutual friends, so I figured it is time to get to know this dude. And so without further ado, let me introduce you to my guest. His name is Big T. What's up, brother? What's going on? I can't guarantee being one of the smart people. I consider myself more like you, just a a lover of golf, sports, gambling, DFS. Let me tell you this. I I do my best. I try hard, but I can't guarantee the smart part. If you're not smart, you got to be the luckiest motherfother alive. Because I've literally tweeted at you before. You, You win a lot. So, like, you either have a huge, huge shamrock shoved up your ass. Or you're just you're smart and you're being humble. One of those two things has to be true, or maybe both. Maybe both. <laughs> I'll take the shamrock. I'm good with that. I have heard through the grapevine. I always lead with this question, but I already think I know the answer. I have heard through the grapevine that you are quite the stick on a golf course. Can you confirm or deny these allegations? That part, it depends on what you consider a stick. A lot of people think that I'm good because they're bad at golf. <laughs> That's right. I'd say I'm average. I, I used to be better in high school. When I was playing a ton, I was close to a scratch most of my, most of my early years. I've definitely gotten worse. That's the honest truth. I'm still about a four or five. So if that's called a stick, then I'm a stick. But I honestly think I suck. Well, uh, how often are you playing these days? Like, are you still getting well, out of the course at least once a week? Actually, last year I started playing more than I had, and because with the kids, I got three kids now. I hadn't had much chance, but now that they're all in school, all three of them for the first time. Last year, I finally became a member of the club around here, and I played a bunch last year. And this year, I'm going to play a bunch too. But until last year, I mean, once a week was lucky. Right. Last year, though, maybe three times a week. Oh, it wow. was a lot. Living that yeah, life. It was nice last year. Yeah, if, you're, if you're golfing three times a week, you usually have a pretty good life. That's my general takeaway from it. Uh, what's the best part of your game? Definitely the length. Uh, I hit I, I hit the ball far. My short game is not great. <laughs> so bomb it out there almost like the Bryson. That's why I like Bryson's game. I gotcha. So, I mean, I assume if your name is Big T, you can probably generate a little bit of uh, 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 torque in that uh, driver swing. I definitely got I definitely got some length. Can, can pound that driver. Long, long irons hit a long way. Yeah. I guess short game is definitely what has held me back recently. Yeah, people see me and they're like, oh, you're a big guy. I bet you mash it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like to brag. I go 220 with the driver. You know, uh, it's no big deal. <laughs> I'm just a normal guy, but whatever. 
I just, how much are you getting out there? I mean, like consistently, I probably hit it 250 with the driver, but like proportionally speaking, that's horrific, right? As I've learned watching guys <laughs> like Will Zalatoris and these little guys that just mash it, it's just all about your Rory hips. freaking hitting it as far as anyone. Yeah, the dude's yeah. as small as anybody. Absolutely, it's crazy. It's just it's all about the torque and the hips. And I didn't I didn't realize till 37 that I have the tightest hips in the history of uh, tight hips. And so I've been spending the last two years trying to loosen them up, and it. Uh, it's 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 quite the battle when you've done nothing with your hips for 37 years and then you start trying to use them. So, lessons learned. <laughs> Have you been watching this? Uh, by the way, I shouldn't date the pod because some people are going to be watching this in the future. But guy in the future watching this, first of all, thanks for fucking checking this out. Second of all, it's the Sunday of Dell Match Play right now, which is a great time to do this interview because Del Match watching the Sunday is fucking it's a slog. And what's unbelievable is these fuckers don't even show every shot when there's two groups on the course. Unbelievable. So. The Dell match play is going on right now, and I, I have some strong takes at this. I actually just got back from there. I drove back from Austin this morning, and they are not doing this. They just did this really nice memory, like all of the great things that have happened here, and they're, they're taking it off the, the schedule for next year, and I'm fucking – I'll save my irateness for it. How do, you, how do you feel about the PGA taking the Dell match play off? one of my favorite events honestly I, I, on twitter all week i've been talking about the, the different intricacies of, of this all but i think people love it I, I get why they don't like it on sundays when we only got four guys out on the course but it's a good change up too i mean we watch golf every week we love golf as much as anyone as far as following it gambling on it i like to change up match it, it's fun it's a game theory week too it's fun just to watch these guys go at it. I mean, we got Rory, we got Scotty, we got two up and comers. I, I I love it. I don't know. I heard that it's coming back maybe in twenty six or something. Is that what they said? I I honestly, I'll be honest. I'm pretty bad at PGA news. I heard in the, what somebody told me, and this is completely a rumor. I heard that they were getting rid of it so they could do the PGA LPGA like team up event. Oh, please tell me that please, ain't true. Yeah, I hope that's not because that's true. what they told me that. And I don't know if they were trying to trigger me, but it. It worked. <laughs> I'm telling you. Why, why do they want to get event, rid of it anyways? It's one week, and the, get, the, the players love it, too. I don't get it. Get rid of Zurich or something, which I actually don't There's even mind that one, but get rid of that rid a million of. times where you get rid of this once. Love this event. What is Zurich, the team one? Yeah, that's the team one down in New yeah. Orleans. I know that that hurts some of my buddies' feelings, but deal with it because this one's awesome, man. It's And now you've got this super Final Four. you got all these big names in the Final Four duking it out. It's just a great event. You have a course where all these guys can compete. I mean, when you got Billy Horschel and Kevin Kisner rolling, people uh you know like you know that you have a special event it's just it's perfect and the fucking course I, Putnam, I was fucking watching the Putnam match early because the dude has no length he's playing from 60 yards behind Zalatoris right and he's beating him it's fun to watch that right. watch him hit the approach shots make putts I love match play. Yeah, it's I, I I'm I'm very pissed about this, and the, and the fact that I enjoyed it so much this year, and to know that I can't look forward to having it again next year, just tilts my balls. Just tilts my balls so uh, bad. Have you heard anyone that likes the decision to get rid of? Everybody I've heard is like, why are they getting rid of it? Even the players are like that. So who's making these decisions? People that aren't in the know. But I mean, just look at most of the decisions the PGA makes. I don't feel like they are very much in the know of their audience at all. They did, they did it, it this is. fucking cool drone shot the other day. They, like, watched this drive, and they had a drone yeah. fly down. I'm like, that's cool as shit. And they showed it once. They've only done that once. Like, clearly you have the ability to do it. Why are you doing it once, cock-teasing me, and then never doing it again? It, it, it brings up a good point, too, that you brought in on the intro. It's like, we got four guys on the course today. How the hell are we not seeing every shot? Yeah. This, <laughs> like, here's a shot from a few minutes ago. Really? We couldn't fucking we couldn't watch <laughs> it when you were interviewing the CEO and split-screen? I'd hate to not hear him talk about Dell's new computers or whatever the hell he was saying. 
I don't know if you were watching the end too. Rory was like ready to tee it up on 18 and they like cut to a commercial <laughs> and that was the final four. So it was to like go to the final. They just cut to a commercial right in the middle of his, his biggest tee shot of the day. I will say this. The coolest thing about being in Austin, we were there Friday for the for the elimination round, right? Or like the final day of elimination round for a pool play. And like no one, just the people that go there are such casuals. They don't know that when there's a tie, like, you know, two guys go two and one or whatever. They go over to one once everybody's done and start doing the playoffs. So me and my little group of five, we're like, I mean, couldn't have been more than 15 people watching the playoffs to get into the uh, get into the round of 16. So if you're ever there, if they ever bring it back, that is. Make sure to know that the playoffs is like the best golf you'll ever watch. You're going to be right next to them, and you're going to have the course all to yourself watching the single most important golf you'll see in the first three days. Were you in that kitty? I'm a girl. I was. We, oh, playoff? dude, we got to meet his friends. A couple of his buddies from junior high were there, and they were going ape shit. I mean, they were so – You, Kurt was playing it cool, but you could tell he was excited. But his friends were like giddy. I mean, giddy. Very nice guys, yeah, that's by the way. fun. Because I'm sure they were, though. There couldn't have been more than, what, 50 of you on the hole with them? Yeah. Maybe oh, even less, It was right? nobody. It was nobody. Yeah. It was like, it was like and, and, you know, the only 50 that are there are, like, the, the most try-hard people that would, like, know that, like, there's a playoff going and this is what really matters. Um, yeah. Man, yeah. And then it, the one thing, the other thing I take away from that course is, like, every approach shot just looks so terrifying. Like, I, I just, <laughs> I, I would melt. I would melt. It would just be straight in the ravine every time. I hit it right to left too, and it feels like there's water and ravines down yep. the entire left side of every single hole. Are you a righty or a lefty? I'm a righty. Okay, so you're cut. Wait, that'd be a cut, right? Yeah. All right. Just making sure I got my. I think at least I always get confused with the cut. Sometimes yeah. I say cut, and people make fun of me. Yeah. What it was it? Right fade? to left. What are we supposed to say? It's a hook. Wait. Hook. Oh. I don't know. I think the I cut think. might be opposite. I, I always get made fun of. I, people that are watching this, hey, that have golf you know what? With me. If they can't beat you at golf, they can't make fun of you. Okay. <laughs> and then here's my rule: if they can beat me at golf, then they also have to beat me at sumo wrestling. And I've yet to find the guy who beats me at both golf and sumo wrestling. I love world climbing. Although now that I know Big T is a stick and he's a big man, maybe I found my match. I don't match. know if I'm good at sumo wrestling. Uh, no, I'm, I might, I might not be a stick in that arena. I throw the hands like E Honda from Street Fighter. Man, you got to watch out. <laughs> All right, uh, all right. I, I, this is just something I've always wanted to know, and I have no idea. You clearly do DFS for a living now, both between the volume at which you play, the success of you had, and uh, working with RPS. You know, like that is your career now. But you haven't been doing this forever. What, like, what did you do for a living before you did DFS? Like, what was your career? So I've been in gambling my whole life. So when I turned 21, I actually started working in a poker room in Denver. I grew up in Denver. I knew I, I knew from the beginning I didn't want to do a nine to five. I played basketball in college a little bit. After college, right right at like 21, 22, I got a job in a poker room in Denver and worked there for like the next decade. I was main I was like the director of poker, the, the highest position of poker. So I was making good money. And that was kind of when DFS came along and I just started really well. And it honestly that probably set me up i probably had unrealistic expectations and full full disclosure i hit a couple things where i got a little lucky maybe early on and i just i told the at the time i had a, the wife and one kid i'm like i think i'm good at this i've always liked sports i've always i mean i've loved sports it's all it's just what i've done i've watched everything my whole life so i was like i think i can be good at this you know what if i fail i can always go back to the casino life and i can always get a job i worked my way up I knew basically all the stuff I needed for that industry, but I'm like, this is what I'm made to do. I love sports. I love doing content stuff because I was friends with 
people like Pete Jennings and Dan Bach and some of the Roto Grinders people. So I had connections in there and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to bet on myself. I quit the job with nothing really on the other end besides DFS and never really looked back. Sure. There's been swings like everyone. I've had plenty of downsides, plenty of stuff like that, but just battled through honestly. And it's just felt meant to be from the beginning. And then after the Roto grinder, Roto grinder, a little into the, I should say a little into the DFS. I started with Roto grinders doing content, started liking that a lot, which led then to, to run pure. So I, I would have to say of all the careers that people come to, to be full-time DFS players, I would have to imagine like being from the poker industry has to be the number one correlation. I don't know that I've never tracked it, but no. I would bet good money. That's the answer. De definitely. And I mean, tons of my friends and, and professional poker players, different people along the way have become very good at DFS, even though it's cards and DFS, it's so much game theory, so many similar, how to handle downswings is the same in poker and gambling and how to handle hot streaks, the same differences in, in, in a reverse of the downswing, how to so. handle not tilting your balls off and burning through <laughs> all your money in a weekend. Tilt. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 that was something I, I really struggled with honestly, when I first got in. Tilting. I would do that all the time. I'd be like, I'm pissed. I will attack Sunday Showdown for way more money than I should play. Um, <laughs> when, when you're dead for the week long? Yeah, absolutely. I just get so yeah. tilted. And then, you know, it takes it took me five years to realize, wait, week long kind of is hard. <laughs> uh, so uh, just in general, DFS, since you've been at it, since you sound like you've kind of got in at the start, I have to imagine that it's gotten uh, tougher uh, with you know more content and more people coming in, more sharp minds out there, uh, is is that true from your perception, or would you would you fight back on that? I just think it's different. Like in the beginning, like especially NBA wise and some of the sports like that, you just weren't gonna lose long long term. You weren't gonna lose. Like it, nearly impossible with like basketball monster. If you knew what you're doing you weren't going to lose over the long term. Nowadays, you can definitely lose. I mean, this football season, I got destroyed. Mm. Like, I, I had just from, like, I was good till like, week seven, and then I don't think I, I didn't hit anything after week seven. Just fully destroyed. That wouldn't have happened back in the day. And I don't think – I just think it's different. Like, every, you know the projections are good these days. You know everyone has some form of content. Mm -hmm. And now I think the flip side is you just got to figure out how to get different than them, which you do a great job of watching your show. That's why I like watching it. Here's the chalk plays. We're going to fade this. We're going to get on some of these crazier plays. We might finish last place. Right. But you know what? If we're right – we might win the whole damn thing, and you only got to win. The good part about the FS, you only got to win a few a year. You, right. you don't have to go crazy. Because uh, last year, I, honestly, I didn't have my best year, but mixed in, I hit the FanDuel Live Final for baseball for 500K, had a big, like, 300K in football. So it wasn't my best year, even close. But that two big hits led to keeping me afloat for most of the year. So... Yeah, that's what people have to realize. It doesn't take – you don't have to win every day. Yeah. You shouldn't win every day if you're doing it right, unless you're one of these just superhuman people that just pound the optimize, like whistles go woo and these guys that are just straight volume profiting, just every day maxing everything. You're talking about that's pivots, and I literally just watched Sam Burns, who was definitely the lowest owned of all these studs, and he just clocked a guy in the head, one of the dudes on the head with the driver. But he's up for guy watching in the future, so Sam Burns is probably going to win this. Um, 
All right. So I you you know you I see you in the college football streets a lot, which let me tell you is a very small, sweaty community. But man, I feel like you were talking about NBA being one of the few places like back in the day that like you knew you were gonna win. I feel like college football DFS right now, which a lot of people are tuning out, they're like, What the fuck is that? Trust me, guys, it's awesome. I'm sorry your piece of shit state doesn't allow it, but trust <laughs> me, it's amazing. Um I feel like it, it, I feel the same way you were talking about NBA. Like there is such an edge there that like it's almost impossible to lose in the long run if you're just making smart plays because people do the dumbest shit over there because there's like no content and there's no one making good projections and it's just like you just play the long game and I don't see how you could lose at college football DFS. That might change, but like I feel like that's one of the few sports still in the DFS realm that you can still just whoop that ass in the long run almost guaranteed if you know what you're doing. It's funny you say that because it's besides golf, just because I hit the Millie Maker in golf. Mm-hmm. College football has been by far my best sport. <laughs> like, I just feel like you have to pay attention to the news. You got to be in some sort of Discord, whether mm-hmm. it's Run Pure, whatever site you use. You got to have some sort of community for like the news where this quarterback's out, the backup's in. Right. Almost like the early days NBA, honestly, where you didn't have that in the early days. If a point guard was out, some people would just miss it. Right. That doesn't happen these days because of how many sites. College football, though, you're right. I mean, you see some terrible, terrible teams. There's people playing guys in 30 totals when there's 75 totals on the board. Playing tight ends at fucking Superflex. Dude, you can play two quarterbacks, (laughs) and you're putting a tight end in there? What are you doing? Like, people still don't play two quarterbacks. (laughs) It's uh, Don't get me wrong. Most do. But there is. That that eats the rake. Yeah, usually enough to cover the rake. Yep. 15 to 20 percent don't. Yeah, it's crazy. So <laughs> college I, football is amazing, though. You're so, right. what is your favorite DFS sport? Because you, I mean, I a two part question: your favorite and the one you've won the most at consistently. I know we you want if you don't know my man here won the uh, what was it the 2020, 2019 players you won the millionaire maker two, two years ago. So what twenty one twenty one he won the millionaire maker at uh at that. So of course that's probably going to be your most profitable sport, but. Golf, you know, like consistently, would that still be your most profitable sport that you won the, the most? Crazy at? part, and even like my buddies, like like Pete, like I was talking about, they don't believe me when I say it, but it's the honest truth. The, my best sport, even without the Millie Maker, has been golf. Mm-hmm. As crazy as it's, it's all, it's just been so consistent for me, which is weird. I I don't know if it's because I play less people than other people. Like in my in my player pool each week, I like to keep it around thirty in my one fifty. A lot of these guys are playing the whole field almost. I don't know if that's what it is. It could just be honestly lucky. I, I don't know. Like you said, with the horseshoe, play 30 people. I just feel like when I'm right, this is my strategy with all sports, but I want when I'm right about my takes, I want to win it all. And if I'm wrong, I, I lose, and I'm okay getting nothing back, and that happens plenty of times too. But I just feel like in golf when you take stands on guy like Burns this week, I wasn't heavy on him, but I think I had 30%. The field was under 10. I mean, you're going to have a decent week when you take stands like that, and they work out. Obviously, when they don't, you lose. But I've heard you talk a ton, too, and I know you feel the same way. When you're right, you want to win it all. When you're wrong, you're okay losing. And I'm just not one of those guys that's going to out-volume people. I mean, the Osimos and the Whistles and all these guys, that they're just going to churn volume for their ROI. Yep. That's not me. I want to have a few hits a year where, and I'm more comfortable playing three to five entries and just taking stabs on my takes. And I, that's just where I'm comfortable, but definitely golf. My favorite one probably is basketball just because I grew up with basketball. I like basketball, but these days basketball's definitely gotten harder. Like one, 1 million percent. The projections are just so good 
the the people are so good. I'm still doing decent at it, but it's not as consistent, obviously, as it once was. Yeah, it just the the sport that that just seems like there's so much good content out there for it. The projections are so good, and like people understand the important things that they used to not like, you know, minutes usage yeah. things like that. That people are like, no, I just I'm gonna play Dirk even though he's only gonna get you know 12 minutes tonight because I have a feeling. It's like okay, you yeah, the I'll feeling. play the guy that's gonna play the to, to yeah. like you got guys like Petty Theft too that just incredible like so freaking good at basketball. It's tough when you know for a fact someone's better than you, right? Like. For a fact, you know he's bad. Doesn't mean you can't win though, which right. I've still had good success. Some of our other people have had good success, but you know for a fact he's better than you. That's not the same in golf, I don't think. Because the Sims and stuff, I don't think matter as much in a sport like golf, which is probably why I've had better success at that, honestly. Because I'm more of a field player. Yeah. I'm not gonna go in there and run 10 million Sims to see this guy does this and stuff like that right I, i'll tell you golf like there's about five guys i kind of know and i'm like all right that guy's really good i'd like to avoid him when possible but generally yeah. speaking no one really scares the shit out of me at golf because i realize that like you know there's you're not going to get an advantage on me with any projections because projections at golf nope. i think are by and large crap compared to other sports uh and so like no it, correlations yeah. and no project i mean obviously there's weather weeks where that can happen the, but no correlations and no weather Pick your guys and take stands and fade some chalk, and you can win that way. That's the guys that scare me are those. Like us there's a couple guys at Showdown you. that are like they're just like I'm going to play this guy because he makes no fucking sense, and and, and they and those <laughs> and they'll get there at one percent, and those I'm like, how the fuck would anybody have played that guy today? And they'll they'll play him, and those are the kind of guys that scare me. But week long, you that's know, why I like your Showdown shows though. The, the fun part about PGA Showdown, you just have guys that you know for a fact will be one percent owned. Yep, which. I don't give a shit who it is out there on golf. Like if you got them 1% owned and they go off, like you're going to have a good day. Like it's just, that's what I love about it. Other sports aren't like that. Lucas Glover sucks at golf, but sometimes he goes off early Saturday morning at 8 a.m. and he rolls in a couple putts and all of a sudden he's got six birdies, a bogey free round and a streak. And he was the fucking nuts play. And everybody else (laughs) for the rest of the day is dead. If they didn't play slap dick, Lucas Glover, it happens. Uh, all right, so you've been to quite a few live finals. I've only been to one myself, and it, I thought it was the coolest damn thing ever. And I really was taken aback when I was there. Like, first of all, all the guys I met were really great. Okay, one douchebag. <laughs> he just took himself a little too him? serious. Who was it? Justin uh, from fucking, what's it? F- FGI? A human suspicious guy, whoever the hell he is. Oh, uh, you're talking about J Mac. Yeah, he, he was such a tool. Uh, anyways. Um, I mean, like, he just, like, thought he wouldn't be a part of the group. We were all hanging out, having a good time, bullshitting, and he was like, I'm, I was like, bro, chill out. Yeah, um, I never understand why people are like that, especially they, at those events. Yeah, I mean, like, we were, everybody, it was such a great group of guys, but the one thing that I really took away was, like, how, how like, so many of the guys that at the live final were just, like, normal dudes, like, not, yep. like, these, like, super computer nerds that, like, know so much more than me. And the other thing I took away is, like, how few of them play PGA uh, as their top DFS sport. It was kind of like a bastard child to most of them. Like, they're, I'm an NFL guy, but you know, they can't run the guy. Sims. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling so you. That, that was a really big takeaway. So, like, when you go to the live finals, like, is there, is like, you know, do you, first of all, tell me about some of your biggest hits. I always love to hear about live finals. Why live finals? I assume you love them because you keep going back to them. And, like, do you have any, like, any takeaways to the things, like, you know, I don't know, like I said? <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. First of all, like some of these guys are just awesome dudes. So early on, obviously no one really knew, knew who I was at all. So you can kind of blend in and just sit back and see everybody. Now people, more people are coming up to me and talking to me and stuff. But 
overwhelmingly, like, people are just good guys. That, that's what I get so annoyed about on, like, Twitter and stuff when people make beefs about stuff that's just not there. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in person, every almost every guy, obviously there's some exceptions, but for the most part, everyone's just so nice and talk. And it's fun to put a face with the screen name or the Twitter name or mm -hmm. whatever. You eat dinner with them, you talk to them, and I love it, honestly. And it gives you a chance, too. I think for my style, one of the reasons I like it is, like I said, these guys jamming 150 and all these probably have an edge over me mo most slates and stuff. I'm more of a field player. You get me in the live final, though, where I got one to three entries, mm -hmm. they got – five entries tops or something. There's a hundred to 200 in the event. The optimizers aren't going to get them there as much. And in the NBA, obviously we just watched Petty ship not too long ago. He's, he's a rare breed. He's incredible. But overall, I think my edge is bigger in these just cause I'm more of that type of player, which it's hard to get these things. I mean, you can burn through a lot of money. Like I did in NFL this year, just got crushed in the finals. But once you get there and you get your seats and you get to the actual event, just a great time. So, so, so many chances to meet people, network. Mm -hmm. And then you got a 100-man field to win a million bucks most of these things. So I, I have had no bad experiences. And the sites do cool stuff. Who like does it we, better, DraftKings or FanDuel? All I know is DraftKings. I, I don't know. FanDuel does it good, too. They're, they're both good in their own ways. The DK used to for sure be better. They used to spend – so much money back in the day. I, I remember a college football live final actually in San Diego where DraftKings literally, Aguiar, let everybody go in the pro shop. And he's like, in his head, he was like, everybody pick out, pick out what you want and get it. In his head, he was thinking like everyone get one item, anything in there. <laughs> there was people coming out with drivers and shirts and they cleared the whole pro shop out on DraftKings. <laughs> he, he was so mad because... People took it to the next level. But that was what DraftKings did early in the – I think there was a Miami final where it was just insane the amount they spent. They scaled back a little bit recently, though. Some of these, like, we just were in New Orleans for the football it had to be, I guess. We played TPC New Orleans down there. So, you always get cool stuff like that. I've gone to, like, finals, too. Like, when LeBron was in the finals, we went to Cleveland, sat courtside. All kinds of cool perks with these sites. They definitely take care of you. I always tell people to be careful chasing those satellite tickets, though, because as awesome as they are, first of all, just because yeah. you win one, usually they're usually going to hold your money four, five, six months until the qualifier. Then you got to make it through two rounds of tough qualifiers against smart people, yeah. and that's a lot of time for your money to be tied up. With maybe a chance you'll only get back twenty five hundred or four thousand if you finish really low, and if you're playing a on a budget, that you'll only get that back. Yeah, if you're playing on a budget, it's a good way to burn through a lot of effing money real quick. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, they are awesome, but man, just make sure you're setting that a part of your budget, and just assume that every time you enter one of those, that money is just lit on fire. You got definitely, definitely think that, and play more like when you're hot too. That's yeah. like a, a little point, but if you're heating up, maybe take a stab on a, a satellite. But if you're cold, yep. no reason to just jam in there on those things every day because they're definitely a suction cup to your money. If you go cold, I'm telling you, NFL this year, I got destroyed playing those qualifiers. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I like the heater. I, I, I buy that. I buy that. Sometimes, like you know, we're just like real. We're like as a DFS player, I feel like a golfer. Sometimes I'm just like incredibly hot, and I just feel like I can't miss. And then sometimes I'm like, I suck. I need to find a new thing to do in life. It's a, isn't it insane though how it's like that? Like you, you'll be on a heater, you think you can't lose no matter what. Mm -hmm. This has happened to me tons of times in the last decade, two decades. 
no way you can lose. You're just locked in and you just keep winning. And then other times you're like, I suck at this. Right. I can't beat anybody. What am I doing wasting my time? It's crazy how it's like that. I, okay, you, ha- you, you, you like on Twitter all the time. I see you use the the moniker, right? I believe it's uh, Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down, right? Like I always see yeah. you using that, and I, I, you know, like I accidentally stumbled upon mine with the Ron Burgundy thing. I used to just always check my, uh, you know, like I would go get on Fanduel Friday afternoon, and I'd be winning a GPP, and I'd always say, "I don't believe you." So then I just would take the little thing of Ron Burgundy saying that in the movie, and just made that my little moniker, and somehow now it's stuck, and that's my thing, like. I, I, I'm dying to know how you how you became the eastbound and down guy. Like I would say, people probably know that as much as they know your face. I actually know the one the one point where it happened too, because one I, I was a major majorly against Giannis. Like never thought he'd win, never thought he would hit shots. And they had this playoff series versus Toronto. I don't know how long five years ago now, six years, whatever it was. People will remember this series, but. I think Milwaukee was up 2-0 or something, and then Toronto won four games, and I was just chirping everyone on Twitter, running my mouth. And then for whatever reason, I sent that that gif out, and everyone thought it was funny, and I just kept sending it that night, no matter what people would say, and it just kind of stuck from there. So, I got and I love that show. Yeah. That show's definitely. I, one I, of my, I, one I knew Big T. I, I Big T in my mind forever was Danny McBride. <laughs> that was so like many well, people I didn't know what you actually looked like for a long time. Yeah. They're like, you're not Big T. Yeah. You're that guy yeah. on there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like it. It works. Um, All that stuff, like you're saying, though, that's how you've built your brand up with stuff like that and the showdown stuff. Because yeah. you love doing content. That's how you build content up, having, like, stable stuff, sayings, pictures, gifts. Twitter, all that stuff helps. I mean, that's how I freaking started watching your stuff. All the little stuff you, you do. You put a couple mother banjos father, in the intro. Mother father, what is it? Well, yeah, you, you put a couple banjos in the intro. You say mother father. People, people are all about it. I just, I literally just got back. I, I have my first. What I don't want to call it the DJ seventy five retreat, like some people are calling it, because that sounds douchey. But I met up with a bunch of the dudes who are now like on my site slash Discord. Never met any of them. Never met yeah. one of these guys, and we just hung out for five days in Austin and had a fucking blast to the point that now I think we're gonna have to do another trip or two this year because it was so successful and you it's cool man how many people are, like your show they're watching your show they can't wait to see the next week of content that you're doing and you better believe when you want to go hang out with them somewhere they're gonna love it because you're a good dude people are gonna like that yeah it, it goes a long way you're not fake what you do People can tell that you're not fake doing what you're doing. I, if people, I, those are the people I don't get along with, the ones that seem fake with yeah. stuff. I try to be you, a man of the people. I guarantee you act the same <laughs> yeah, on Saturday walking around the course as you do on these shows. Right. I guarantee I, you do. I, I will tell you the course. One of the guys on my Discord hooked us up with these two amazing courses there in Austin. And the Saturday round, I, like by the back nine, I just I literally was to the point where like I was playing so bad I couldn't even hit the ball. Like, I was, like, so in my head, I was getting so tilted. I had to, like, snap out of it quick because I was like, I'm being a fucking killjoy right now. Uh, so sorry to you guys, but then we went and had drinks and played poker, so everything was okay. Um, all right, I've got a terrible take here, and I need you to correct me. I think that March and April are the best time of year for sports. As I'm sitting here watching the Dell match play. We had college basketball. Uh, college football, which is my favorite sport, is, you know, they're, at least they're doing spring ball right now. NFL draft is upon us. NBA is uh, full go. NHL is full go. Uh, MLB is in, what, spring training right now? So tell me that I'm wrong that March and April is the best time of year for sports. My favorite two months. So we're like arm in arm here with this stuff. March Madness has always been my, even back in like middle school, high school, I'd always take off school that Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. It's always, now we do the run pure party every year. March Madness weekend, opening weekend. Like, it's my favorite four days of the year. I love it. 
April, you got the Masters. We got the match play, which is going away. You got baseball starting in two weeks. I, as a sports fan, I absolutely love March and April. So I'm with you. And the only other one that would probably compete might be like, what, October or something? Just because like every Once major all sport the is going. Gets going. And you get NBA cracking back up. I, that's good. But not as if I had to pick any month, it would be March. But like you said, with the with the Masters early April, yep. that two month stretch, I'm with you for and sure. People, people love the NFL draft. I'll never fucking get that, but people love it. I'm not one of the NFL draft people either. I'm not, so I, I'm with you on especially that. Especially when you see like, that like only ten of those thirty two guys in the first round that your franchise yeah. is built around, they, only ten of them end up doing anything. I just don't like care that much about it. Once they get on the team, I'll look yeah. at it more. But I just don't. I don't care what their forty speed is <laughs> and how many bench presses they. I just don't care. It doesn't impact me in any way. Um, okay, you referenced something that was already on a question I had, so I'm going to jump to it now. That RPS thing was that the one where you got you sent out the picture the other day and there was like fifty people in the picture. It looked like it might have been at your house or something or some hangout point. Is that what that was? So was for the, the last couple of years was actually at my house, but yeah, everyone in the company, which we're up to about fifty people That's now. What, that was my that question. That's for, a lot of people. For Ron Pierre. So it's definitely getting bigger, but this year we rented a house just in the middle of nowhere in Kentucky. It wasn't anything special, but. Everyone loves it, man. It's just a time where we pay for everything and all the all the even the people that do like tennis articles once a week can come and hang out and kind of like the live finals. Like you said, that might have been where we got the initial idea. But you just put a face to people because you, you're with them all year in yep. discord and emails and content, but you never hang out. And that's what we do. It's fun. I mean, trash talk about basketball games and ping pong. And I mean, I freaking love it. And I, it's just like those live finals, like you said. Though I think it goes a long way to build the team up and just everyone enjoys spending time together with each other. So, I mean, it, it, it seems like to me, I mean, clearly if RPS has 50 people, that uh, that, that it would it seem as though uh, business is well and things are probably trending upward. But I, I feel like in the, the touting industry in general, this is I live in a bubble, but I, I see a lot of sites like not as big as they were, like kind of dying slow deaths. I, I really I can only think of like three that I would consider that are kind of doing well or at least appear to be doing well and gr still growing. But it seems like a lot of them are dying. And I haven't really seen any new tout sites pop up in a while uh, that have really gained much traction. So I guess my question is, is is my perception that like touting is is uh, uh, dying is not the right word, but slowing down? Or is it just becoming more consolidated into bigger ones? And what do you think the future of that looks like? Is it going to be something that continues to grow with DFS or will become more decentralized? Or what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it'll keep growing, honestly. The, the, the ocean or whatever you want to call it is massive. Yep. With sports betting becoming legal, mm -hmm. I think there'll still be more sites. I do agree with you that, I mean, you got the ETRs, which is just booming. And with everyone going to certain sites, too, like you got a bunch of people going to ETR, like the Dinkmeyers and Leonis and all these guys with already Levitan and Silva and all these. I mean, they're just going to crush forever. There's no way they don't crush forever. And then you got, obviously, Awesome are still casting now. A bunch of talented people there. I mean, these sites are going to keep growing for sure. I think, at least I hope, we'll keep growing. The advantage that I think we got that other sites don't, like we're not as numbers-based as these other ones, so – like, you're not going to start up the site exactly the same as ETR, where it's all projections and different stuff or stochastic. You need to have your own, like, bubble. And I think that's what we do good, honestly. Like, we're more cheat sheet type stuff. And I know a lot of people are like, uh, why would you give the fish if you can teach them to fish? I'm kind of in between where so a lot of people work nine to fives. Mm -hmm. And kind of what we were talking about before the pod, people want to be entertained. 
they want to watch, they want to laugh, they want to they want to feel like a part of the community, and they don't want to have to work hard for the plays. So if you give them a cheat sheet with these are the seven guys I like this week for PGA, play them how you want them, mix them and match them, do what you want, and you they don't have to like go crazy working for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good business model. Some people might not agree with that, but it's worked for us and. and I don't really see that changing anytime soon. But I think it's just going to keep growing. The reason honestly. I know RPS will be going nowhere is two. The answer is two things. It's branding, incredible branding. Like I mean, when I think on every time I see on Twitter, I'm like, those guys are the king of the tout market uh, branding. And number two is you guys really seem to foster a community much more so than any of the other tout sites I see. Yeah. And like that, that breeds loyalty, that breeds longevity, and that gets them to spread the word. You know, if you really love something, you're going to want your friend to be a part of that too. And uh, those those are the things that I would say. Yeah. That, that I, I don't know if need we're to the best site, but you bring up a great point. Like, I can promise you there's not a better Discord than we got. Like, there's people in there all day, which is that community feel, what you're talking about. Like, that's what people like, more so than the projections, the plays, the shows. They want to get in there and tilt this golf. Oh, Burns is up five right now. I can't believe he's beating them. And then someone else says, oh, did you see Rory hit it in the water? And then you go back and forth. People look forward to that and they like it. So they like to share. They like to share their screenshots and have people be yeah. genuinely happy for them. Like that, that. Which we are. I know people always think this stuff's fake, but I swear when people are in there grinding every day and I see them win, I'm genuinely happy for them. And I don't care if people think that's fake. That's how I am. People I'm will never believe this. Win. I get more excited about my members winning a bunch yeah. than I do. Like I get just get like Absolutely. it's so exciting to like uh, see them win and be so excited because I remember the first time I ever won. On that though, like yeah. why is there always the negative Nancy out there? Like why, why can't I be happy I, for them? Like why do you have to be upset about that? Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm, sa- I'm purposely saving this for last because I want to end on that. But I, we are gonna, we are gonna circle back to what you're saying right there. But uh, it, it, yeah, it's. Um, I just remember how exciting it is to win your first GPP, and it seems so surreal. And like to, to yeah. ha- know what that person's feeling is like. I just get excited that they get to feel that because, um, you know, some, well, some people never will, and so it's cool that they will. And the, it does feel, even if it's a, because of the standard screenshot, 10 bucks to win a thousand or something, yeah. not standard, but yeah. like the first, that's yeah. freaking awesome. I get more excited about the 10 into a thousand than I do the two grand into a hundred grand. Don't right. get me wrong. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I have too, guys but. that'll be like, I know it's not very much, but like, here's mine. Yeah. It's like, he did a $3 lineup and won 300 bucks. I'm like, dude, I haven't won a hundred X in like years, years and years and years. I never went hundred X. That's freaking awesome yeah. for them. Like that, that's what they're doing it for. They're not doing this professionally. Right. They're doing it to have fun and keep going without having to hit that deposit button. I know. And that's, that's the key. If you're, that's what I, I, I really just trying to make. That was one of my goals in 2023 was to preach the D, DFS, specifically PGA DFS, make it fun. And if you can like do it for a whole year and break even or even win a few bucks, like what a gift that you got all this entertainment yeah. and all these sweats and made, you know, got to be part of a community and like didn't have to pay anything for it. Cause most of the things that are fun in life, you have to pay good money for. So, you know, I, I feel like, you know, I, I feel like that's, Ninety nine percent of people, if they could go the full year, break totally even and have all that sweat equity and community equity through the year, that is a great year for almost freaking everybody. Absolutely. It's a bargain is what it is. Yeah. All right, you you referenced this a minute ago, and this is relevant to me. The gambling and legalization that seems to really be catching steam throughout the United States right now, like Oklahoma just passed the house, which is a big deal for us. Um 
I guess my first question would be: I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're 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 probably going to be in support of uh, legalized gambling everywhere because you know we're not fucking communist. And uh, uh, and the second part of that would be: Do you think there's going to be any like is this going to have any negative effects on DFS? Are we going to lose some of those people that are just going to go over to sports betting? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm definitely pro. I'm pro like everything. We don't need to go down that door. But what what? Whatever you want to do, I think you should be able to do, especially gambling, though, because there's even in Kentucky where, where I live, there's all these debts built up, teachers, pensions and million different things. Use gambling to fund this stuff. Charge whatever. I mean, you could ch- tell these sites you're going to charge a 50 percent uh, tax or whatever you want to call it. They'll do it. They want to get in the state. So I'm definitely pro that. As far as DFS, I think it's maybe slightly topped out, but there's just so much room for gambling and dfs in the same like arena that i don't think it's going anywhere maybe it doesn't get much bigger i mean we're talking massive prize pools i mean every single week even in golf mma these days stuff's big even in the secondary sports it's definitely not going anywhere but i don't know if there's much more ceiling than there is now and definitely gambling like sports betting side is only only beginning because once it's in every state I mean, there's just so much opportunity out there that I just and I don't think people have really figured out that type of content yet either, which even I'll be honest that run pure. We haven't necessarily figured it out. I think we're really good at the DFS side sports betting, though. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just not there yet. I don't think anyone's figured out the secret sauce where it's easy. Okay, give me a hundred bucks and I'll give you five plays tonight. That's the yeah. old standard approach. Yeah. I don't think that works anymore. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many free plays out there. Yeah, now it's so gonna be it's now it's just gonna be TikTok content. guys being like, here's my top three plays tonight. I'm eight and one over this week. <laughs> and it's just like a one minute video, people are gonna get it, go place their bets, and those guys are gonna get ten thousand followers in like a week. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like that's where it's heading. I could I, I that just seems It's gotta be to short form, like yeah. you're saying. It it has to be where it's because people aren't going to read some long article about this and that. I mean, I, I just don't think they will. So I think you're onto something there. Yeah. A two minute video from some good looking lady or something oh, that man. tells you the five plays that that's gotta be in that direction. Never a bad idea to have a good looking lady telling it. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. Uh, what do you think? Like, what, what, what is your exit plan? Like, are you really gonna Are you going to play DFS till you die? Are you, you got a retirement plan coming one day where you're going to go do something else? Or maybe just, you know, uh, maybe just be the another, big wig at, uh, at, at Rumpier, which I imagine probably would be. This is the conversation I've had a bunch. Like, I just genuinely like what I do. I have fun. Like, even say, say I, the money doesn't mean anything anymore. I really think I would still just keep playing or gambling in some form doing the con. I just like what I do. Like, take the money out of it. I would still be doing what I'm doing. I just like it. So. Yeah. Honestly, like I could have all the money. Say for some reason, Run Pure sold for a bunch of money. I get a bunch of money. That's my exit. I would still do exactly what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'd come on your show. I'd come on whoever's show. Talk sports. Talk gambling. Talk whatever we want to talk. And, and watch sports. It's just what I do. It's probably why I'm decent at this. And it's just what I like. So n- no matter what the money situation is, I'm going to keep doing it. I, I really, I don't see. Even when I'm older, I plan on doing something like this. It's just what I like. Right. I, I People see my like my Wednesday. Wednesday, the day before golf locks, is just the most insane day of my life. It's like a 15-hour day. And people would see my schedule and what I do, and they'd be like, I would never do that. That'd be terrible. It's like, bro, there's at least four times during that day where I stop, and I'm like, 
I fucking love doing this. Like this is fun. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed this 15 hour day. I look forward to it all week. Wednesday is my favorite day of the week because I work all damn day. And and, and if it's like you, you ever get to that stage in life, love. yeah, that's where you want to be. If you do that, if you can do something you love and that's like what you make a living off of, that's that's where it's at. Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree. I, I just couldn't go back and, and do like the nine to five type. I mean, I've never been that type of guy, but. If you like what you're doing, it, it just doesn't feel like work to me. That's why I play all the sports, too, and, and put up, like, content for all the sports just because I like it. Right. I might not be an expert in all the sports, like NASCAR and stuff. I don't know a ton, but I learn as I go, and I just like to do it. NASCAR, I've made a promise to at least five people that the next sport I will learn will be NASCAR. Like, I put so much time into – into uh golf and then you know football of course because everybody does football but like if i'm ever going to learn a new sport it will be nascar i feel like that that that's that's the great unknown that i want to learn it's similar in a way to golf too where it's not as simulation based it's i don't know that that's a good next step i think for you yeah i i i I want something new it's always fun to learn something new and like kind of start at the bottom and like have to go through the whole relearning process i mean like you know it's never healthy to say i know everything about pga dfs but i probably (laughs) know as much about it as almost any human life because it's all i've done for seven years it's literally all i do and you love it and you're good at it like you're gonna learn yeah that every single day we still learn stuff and get better no matter what Absolutely. which is important the people that think they know everything are the ones that won't make it yeah yeah i mean and now now that the pga dfs and especially showdown is getting sharper now there's like a whole like i've got a counter to the counter yep. of it right it used to be saturday everybody would just play the leaders for round three showdown now people are realizing oh you can go play the guy going out dead early in the morning that nobody 1%. wants to play and he smashes it right morikawa just made the cut on the number and he goes and shoots a seven under saturday morning you used to be able to get him at three percent ownership now people are smart enough he'll be like 20 so that's now i gotta be like well now i gotta go counterplay and play the guy who's actually in the league because no one's gonna want to play him because he's coming off a good no round. one ever wants to play the leader on yeah. saturday yeah, yeah. It, you're it, right how it pivots like that though for sure it's uh anytime you think you have uh dfs figured out then like, you're gonna you're gonna get humbled real quick the same thing as poker i know the translation goes back poker swings in different directions people yeah. are super tight for a while and then they were super aggressive for a while and then it's the GTO stuff, yeah. and I'm sure down the road there'll be some new strategy that beats GTO, and there, there's so many different strategies that you just got to constantly be learning and adjusting. This relates perfectly perfectly to what you're saying about you have to love it. Uh, I, a couple of the guys went to the lodge there in Austin last night. That's like Brad Owen and, and uh, Brad Polk's place, and uh, they uh, they went and played poker, and they're like, you're going to come. You're a poker player. I'm like, dude, I'm so burnt out on poker. And literally the only reason I'm burnt out is I just haven't been winning like I used to, and I don't love poker enough to grind out the tough times like I do at DFS. So yeah. uh, that, 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 that that just related to, like, if you love it, it you don't really worry about it, uh, and you know it'll work out. And it'll, it keeps you hungry wanting to improve and get better, whereas poker, I'm like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm literally everything you say I, I could relate to because I love poker for at least 10 to 15 years. Like loved it. Just just like you're saying, the grind of it, the ups and the downs. I can't sit at a poker table for more than two hours now. Like I'm totally burnt out right. on it. I don't think that'll ever happen with the sports stuff just because there's more mm-hmm. more to it. But who knows? Uh let's see. Uh all right. While we're on this, last DFS question. What would you say is the one thing, because you've been around novice players and you've been around the very best in the world. What would you say is the one attribute? Obviously, there's many things that separate good players from from average players or below average players. But what would you say is like the one thing, uh, if you had to pinpoint the number one factor that separates a successful quote unquote pro from a you know long term loser player or just a everyday guy? 
would say people people that I always say if you can lose, it's going to sound weird to people, but if you can lose, I think you can make it long term. Like anyone can get in there and hit a hot streak and think they're good, and this happens to new people, old people, everybody. Like if you hit a hot streak and just think you can't lose, that's easy. Anyone can do that. But say you get in there and you're doing everything perfect. You're in the Discord. You're looking at the content. You're researching. You're watching this stuff. And you're just not winning, but you feel like you're – it could be one little thing. Like your guy misses the cut on the number a few weeks in a row where he's just right there. If you would have got in, you would have had a big week. Mm-hmm. Little stuff like that. So if you can lose and keep grinding forward, maybe you play for less. That's what I always say too. Like don't quit playing. Just play for less money. If you're playing for 100 bucks a week, play for 40 bucks a week. Until you get past that hump to where you're starting to, to win again, and then you can bring it back up. But if you can lose and still stay positive, still love what you're doing, still grind, still get in the discord, still keep your head in it, I think you can make it long-term 100% no matter who you – because you know how many people I've seen over the years, and I'm sure you've seen. Once they hit that losing streak, they just go in the tank. Maybe they just – play for more to get it back because they had a thousand in their account and now they have 500 and then 300 and they want it back so bad, but they don't realize you don't get it back by like forcing it. You get it back by staying in your lane and grinding forward. So sounds like weird advice, but I think if you can lose, you can make it long-term because you're going to win with the process. But I don't know if that that's a good answer, but that's what I always tell people. Here's the answer. True grit. That's the answer. That's what he said. You got to have a little grit. Okay, we are, uh, what, less than uh, 10 days away from the Masters? I would be remiss if I did not uh, end this uh, talking about probably, you know, I think the best golf tournament. Uh, it, 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 what, what is your favorite major, first of all? Maybe I shouldn't just assume that it's going to be the Masters. I like the Masters. One thing I like about the Open, though, is it's early in the morning, yeah. and they show all the shots for that yeah, one. I, uh, I shouldn't say all the shots, but they show more golf way more. Yeah. than other ones. So I like that one, but definitely the Masters if I had to pick, especially this year. You got some of the live guys coming back. Mm. I, I think that's exciting. I want to see the interactions between the DJs and the Brysons and these guys coming back, trying to beat these guys. Cause you know, they want it more than ever to come and be like, we're still better than you guys, even though we're on the live, blah, 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 blah. And just to be clear, Tiger's playing, right? I, I told you, I'm not good at PJ. I can't news. see any way he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he, and so you, you got Tiger back. He not be able to walk. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but he's so good. Even on, even on one leg, he's still better than, like... He can like, win at the Masters. I know people won't like that take, but if he can win anywhere, he can win there because he knows the course. Yep. And his legs might not be able... Or his leg might not be able to hold up with all the hills, but he knows the course. He knows where to leave the ball. He, he knows how to putt. I, I wouldn't be stunned if he wins another Masters the next five, six years. How long until the PGA just realizes you got to change this this golf cart rule? Because if Tiger's really like hurt in five years, but he can still play golf, and like we're really going to be robbed of his fifties, just have carts anyway. Yeah, I, I, amen. <laughs> is that a hot right? take? What does yeah. that do? It just speeds it up. It would help up, Jason right? Day with his fucking vertigo. That's for that. Oh, that it would help. I with was that. terrified yesterday when that popped up Dude, again. I, Even I though thought they it, said it wasn't vertigo. When I heard that, I thought he's just trying to do that Michael Jordan flu game shit. He just wants to act <laughs> like he's battling and wants to be so yeah. tough. Like Jason Day, you are softer than baby shit um, <laughs> like you are not you are not a tough guy so save spare me um so you i think you answered this earlier your favorite guy like which live guy do you miss the most uh, just because of how good bryson was yeah. to me he was always polarizing i liked how he was trying to change the game too granted he is a little bit of a goofball too yeah. some of the stuff he said is just 
I don't like him as much as I did a year ago because he just, let's face it, just did some crazy stuff and different things. But he's the one I rooted for. He's the one that helped me win the Millie. I met him in Vegas for the, the match with Brooks. So that was pretty fun. He's always been the one I've rooted for. But honestly, like, I, I liked a lot of those guys. And the, the issue for me with the whole thing is I hate that it, it's lowered the, the overall game because we got these guys here, these guys here. I wish they could all still play because there's so many good guys over there. I know people make fun of it, but there is a lot of good guys over there, no matter what people think. Yeah, I mean, there's at least Monday when I 20. looked at the bracket for the match play, I was like, Davis Thompson, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? I thought this was an elite event. Davis Thompson? <laughs> exactly. That's my point. <laughs> we got some guys missing here, brother. Um, yeah. I, I, I who uh, Do you know who all is going to be there? I assume Dustin, Bryson, Cam Smith. I, uh, I was about who, to pull it up. There's yeah, got to be like a list. Because there's going to – is Louie? Oh, I love Louie at Majors. Please tell me Louie's going to be there. Uh, I don't even know everybody who went to live. Surely Neiman. I don't know. Here it is right here. So, Masters invites. Let's see. Say some good ones. So, it looks like a decent – so, I, I, it's an alphabet. Oh, no, it's not. Abe Answer. There you go. 17, 17 live guys. Got, oh, got whoa. So, that's all of them. That's got to be all the yeah, good ones. Yeah, all the good ones. Yeah, all least. the good ones. So, then, so yeah. Answer, that... Bryson, Sergio, Gooch, DJ, Brooks, Kokrak. Another Millie winner for me. I like cold Coke. Yep. Mickelson, obviously. Kevin Na, Neiman, Usti, your boy. Yes. Peter, how's Peters in there? Peters, Patrick Reed, Schwartzel, Cam Smith, Varner, and Bubba. So basically, all of the good. Oh guys. Jesus, I'm I'm playing so many of those guys. <laughs> I can already I, tell. I, and it's going to be polarizing, right? When uh, yeah. it gets to that week, People who's are... going to play the live guys? Who's yeah. not? I'm with you though. These guys, there's at least a few of these guys that can win that tournament. There's going to be a level of of strategy at this this upcoming Masters that we've never seen before. Because like, there's not going to be any strokes gain data from these guys. Yeah. People are going to dismiss any results they may have over there on the live. And if you're willing to just like say, fuck it, long-term Bubba is just a guy you play at the Masters, you're going to get him. I legit would be shocked if he's over 2% owned. There's no way he is. You're yeah. right. I mean, even like Sergio, like yeah. you got these guys, they're not going to play Sergio at Augusta. Right. That's a lot. Uh, There's a lot of champions. You said Charles. You said Bubba. I think he won it twice. Right Dustin. Here. There's six of them. Yeah. See how many you can name. Uh, hold on. I think I was already. I was almost there. <laughs> hold on. It was. It was Dustin. It was. It was uh, Charles Schwartzel. Louis did not win it. All right. See, now I'm already forgetting all of them. Sergio. You already said that one. Now I'm like on air, nervous, watching Sam Burns State on the championship. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I give up. I give up. You said you said Serge, you said Swartzel, you said Bubba, Mickelson. Yeah. Uh, Phil. Obviously, uh, Phil. DJ. Yeah, DJ. I remember that one. So the one you didn't get was the cheater. Yeah, well, I mean. I, 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 Pat, big Pat Reed. I, I, refuse, I refuse to accept that he exists. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to fucking play him, too, because he'll be at less than 1% owned because he has the live no factor and everybody hates him. All the reason you should play that villain. And, you know, there's no one in that tournament that would rather shove it up everyone's ass than him win that thing. He, you want to know you, you talk about the word spiteful. The first person yeah. I think of is Patrick Reed. Um, and he'll cheat. He'll kick his ball out from behind a tree. He'll cheat for you. You got to like the, the cheater when you got him on I, your side. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, he's exactly right. You, you hate him when he's on the other team. When he's on your team, you're like, that's my guy. That's my man. I ride with him. You Do you have any hot takes for the Masters this year? Like, you got to go like a sneaky or like a strategy or just in general, just anything about the Masters other than the fact it's going to be fun as shit? 
I'm always big in course history for for that type of course, just because I want to see some history. I want to see that they've played it. I don't really ever want, although Cam Smith, I think, did really good his first his first first couple stabs at it. These guys can definitely do good, but I'm going to lean more on course history guys that have played good and, and take my chances with that. And I don't know, like even Rory has he's been so close. Everyone's going to want to take Rory. I don't know if I'll be on him as much i guarantee he ends up like crazy popular though people want him to win that so badly yeah uh, yeah but they they keep forgetting one little small fact about rory he's a fucking loser there's that there's that right there uh, he joked again today and the end of this thing he had that thing won <laughs> yeah i no. i when i when last i saw he was up like two up with three to play how he lost to cam in the semis i'll never know i didn't even see it i couldn't even find the scoring even on 18, he hit the freaking green almost, and he all he had to do was just put him away, and he didn't. Yeah, well, you know, that's Rory for you. Oh, now he doesn't like his shot on 16. Okay. Uh, I, I think I want to end with this one because this one, you know, like if I've learned anything, when you're an online personality, whether that's Twitter, YouTube, any of the social medias, and you gain a following and, like, you're, you're, you're uh, a person that people gravitate to, it is inevitable the fucking haters are going to float in. <laughs> I have, I have, I have, I know you've dealt with them, and I guess I'm actually getting to the point where I'm dealing with my first one. So, just in general, for both me and all the people that will listen to this, what's the best advice you have dealing with these miserable fucking haters? Yeah, I mean, you just gotta have thick skin. Uh, I tell everyone this. So, honestly, sometimes I'll give them a little rope too, because as I get more popular on Twitter and stuff, you get more haters too. And let's face it, everyone pure, we send screenshots. People hate that. We show the successes. People hate that, which I get. I totally get the other side of it. Mm -hmm. But like you said, we like to build a community and do that. But I get why people would be annoyed. But you just you got to be able to handle the the negativity because people are gonna come for you. They're gonna make fun of this and that and and all the stuff they do. So you just got to have thick skin. And honestly, I do think I do pretty good with it. But if it gets bad, I honestly just block people. Yeah, <laughs> I know other people don't, but if you're just a dick and you're not – like trash talk, I like. Anyone that trash talks, I'm good with that. Trash talk all you want. We'll go back and forth. I like that. I've always been a trash talker. But when you're literally just negative and you're just all negativity, not even trash talk, you're just trying to make my day miserable, I just click the block button, honestly. Right. <laughs> and I just don't – even want to think about it anymore because there's a lot of a lot more good people out there than negative just and, people and out even there those fucking guys are being negative you said the best answer earlier if they yeah. ever met you in person they'd shake your hand be charming and wouldn't it's have a fucking so mean word times. to say to you like so that, many people have chirped so freaking hard and the minute they see me in person yep. oh what's up what's and up brother how's it going hugging. yeah I'm like why are you being a dick for no reason and i'm always nice to people which I don't understand where the hate even comes from. I try to help people. I try to, I'm sure some people are going to naturally not like you, right? but I don't feel like I deserve that. I don't get that much hate. Let, let's be honest. A lot of people are nice to me. Mm. I, I appreciate that, but yeah, I don't understand where the well, hate even comes from. That's what's from. crazy. You can get like a thousand people saying a nice thing to you. And then the one motherfucker that says one bad thing, you're like, I'm going to, I got all these haters. <laughs> like really, it's, it's probably ever crazy been like, too. Yeah, Cause it, like, you'll literally, even when you're like doing something to help some, okay, here's a five fifty five ticket for someone that doesn't usually get a play stuff like that. Right. We'll give it, you'll still get haters for even that. Like, right. 
oh, you're only giving the ticket because then it'll make you look good. And like, <laughs> yeah. who gives a shit? Why? We're, yeah. What are you even talking about? Yeah, every time I that give that person that plays for five bucks a chance to play a five hundred dollar tournament just for fun because he was helping with something. Yep. How is that a negative? No matter how you draw it up. Absolutely. That's just that's just people being miserable. I I, yeah. I do giveaways every week, and then we like, well, the people only watch your show because of the giveaway. Well, first of all, I'm not giving away <laughs> that much to get thousands of people to watch me. And second of all, I'm not a fucking poor, so I can do it. All right, you can go fucking give tickets away too, and have people watch your piece of shit show. All right. That Fuckers. happened too, where like the, the same. I just made me think of something as you said that. Like, okay, say I went 100k tonight, and I give away two $500 tickets to members just to be nice, give back to the community. We do that a bunch. People will still be like, it's easy to give away 500 bucks when you win 100K. You don't have to give away anything yeah, you the, want. You're you not know giving it's easier, away anything You know what's easier than that? Giving away $0. That's much easier. <laughs> all right? <laughs> so I just don't get it. Yeah. Man, that's people. You have any other things you want to talk about before we get out of here? I, I told you I'd keep you at an hour, and I've, I've, I'm a magic man at 59 minutes right now. No, I mean, it's been, a, I know I like watching your show. I love what you're doing. Uh, happy to come on here too, whenever and talk golf, talk whatever you want, but I love what you're doing. Keep, keep grinding and people love it. I've heard so many people talk about how much they enjoy your show and how much you've helped them. So content's well, fun, but you don't realize how many people you make their lives better by what you're doing. As crazy as that sounds. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I And to those people that, that are, are enjoying it, thank you for watching this. Big T, why don't you tell these motherfuckers where they can find you? Because, uh, you know, you kind of, you know, you, you got quite the thing going on. I think people should, uh, should, should definitely be checking out what you're offering. Yeah. You can find me always on Twitter every day. I'm on there talking sports, whatever. Big T 44 DFS. And then at rumpuresports.com, do content for every sport. Come check us out. I, I can give you, yeah, if you want to use the promo code, anyways, you can get 44% off your first payment. It's the one I always give, but Big T44 at checkout gets you 44% off your first payment. Check us out. If you don't like it, we'll even give it back to you or whatever. Test us, test us out. I like it. There it is, guys. That was episode two. Big T, thank you again for being on here. You did not disappoint. We talk, I talk sports with another smart person. Guys, we will see you next time. Maybe next week. I don't fucking know. When I get around to it is when you'll see me. I hope you enjoy this outro. <laughs>